We are back for another week of the Oklahoma Sports Bros podcast. This is Zach Kobe, your host with Ryan Winkle. Actually, I think I might have to reverse those names this week because Perkins went ahead of you in uh, in our yeah. in our betting bros part. So the comeback's join, real. Joining me this week is Jeremiah Perkins and Ryan Woo-hoo. Winkle. So, Let's go. And uh, Perkins Perkins wanted to start off the podcast with a very special um segment about something that I don't even want to pretend to know about. So <laughs> I just you know I just wanted to bring kind of attention to someone who's getting quite a bit of attention. Uh, it's a punter from San Diego State University. His name is Matt Areza. And this dude is kicking absolute bombs down the field. He has hit <sighs> Somewhere around like five, six, seven, eighty yard punts. Uh, when they played against um, Hawaii, he sailed an eighty-seven yard punt, and that's eighty-seven through the air, never touched the ground. Eighty-seven yards mm-hmm. through the air, landed on the one-yard line, and then bounced in the end zone for a touchback. He averages fifty-two net yards uh, per punt, which is basically the calculated difference between the punt yardage and basically the receiving team's yards coming back. And so this guy, he is absolutely dominating as far as creating a better opportunity defense to make plays, making the other team have to drive the entire length of the field almost every time they punt. And honestly, you know, I think it could be said that he might even go in the first round as a first-round punter of the draft. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm I told kidding. you that it's a joke. joke. No, no, it's a, it's a joke, and I think it landed very well. It wasn't your joke. I didn't steal it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's whatever. One what, more cool stat what, about this guy, though. What's this guy's name? Matt Areza. Matt Areza. Yeah. Yeah, he's being deemed the super punter, and his team – have produced four of the top seven field flipping punts of the year, netting 75 to 86 yards each. So I can name one of the other three punts that was in there. OU's punter this year had an 85-yard bomb, but it was not completely through the air. Yeah. This, I mean, he's just getting he's getting a ton of attention, and so I think it was worth mentioning considering that we talk about college ball. So, all right, well, um, currently in the background, I'm trying to get YouTube to work so that I can see these bomb punts that you're talking about. But uh, so, but since that is since we started with you, Perk, let's go ahead and. Um, Talk about the team that you were very upset with this weekend. Let's let's go straight to Tulsa. Um, Perk, tell us why you were so upset. An absolute amazing display <sighs> from the Tulsa team. They did a great job until they absolutely crumbled. And uh, that is where my – where I'm so furious. First of all, 
I may, I'm calling it right now. Davis Brand quit, quit. I don't want. I don't want you put in the backup. I don't care. Why are you afraid to get hit in a chance where you can upset a huge team that you weren't supposed to be? Why are you sliding? Put your head down. Put your shoulder into that guy. Run into the end zone. Why are you sliding? That is the most absolutely ignorant, dumbfoundingly stupid play I have ever seen in my that I have watched football. I cannot even next to the next to the Super Bowl play where the he threw the interception to the end zone against the Patriots. That's probably the only thing that beats that. But okay. I just mean that's we can we can talk about that. I have a whole other rant opinion about that situation, which everyone does. Hand the ball off right there. But anyways Absolutely infuriated. Next of all, why are we running the ball up the middle every single time? Bounce it outside. And you have four plays to get it done. Throw a freaking um, whatever they're called. Uh, um, oh my gosh, this I, my brain is completely. Um, basically, where you throw the ball out to the runner. Um, but I I thought you wanted to run the ball. That's what I'm saying. It's well, no. If you're throwing the ball out to the runner, then that's a pass. Where it's a toss, like they're tossing it to the runner. Help me out here, guys. Come on. What's it, it called? A halfback toss. Sure. <laughs> no, that's literally uh, a screen pass. Not, no, not a screen. It's like an actual run. It's just like a they start deeper, so they have like a bigger. If you're anyways. talking about the play you run on Madden all the time, it's called no. That's a toss. That's called an outside run. Um, it's called a halfback toss. It's under half. It's under outside run. That's where I. Anyways, all a pitch. Why didn't they pitch the ball? That's what I was trying to say. Mm. Like run a pitch to the outside, slant it to the outside, throw a slant. Like there's so many different things they could have done, but they're like, okay, we're gonna run it up the middle four times. What are you doing? And like they could have scored hundred percent. They could have put that ball away. But he slipped. And I, I'm so angry that these guys, one, gave me a free dinner. Two, they could have created one of the biggest upsets this season yet. But instead, Davis Brand decides that he's too afraid to get hit. And he cost his team a huge win. My thing is, they had the ball at the six-yard line and turn it over on downs. And then Desmond Ritter gives them a gift with the ball inside the 10-yard line again, and they can't capitalize. Like, mm-hmm. that just epitomizes Tulsa football to me. I don't, I don't want to pretend anything else. Like, that was just, just horrible, horrible play. And I get it. They played so well to get themselves to that point. But you got to finish that game. You have to, uh, like, that's the number. At Now they're the number five team in the nation. Like, you have to run through the dude. You have to put it all on, on the line. You got to be able to get six yards. You got to be able to get one yard. You got to be able to get one yard. Like, they had the chance to get one yard like three times. Like, it's ridiculous. 
So I don't know. It's it's really frustrating. I get it. Um, Perkins is really underselling how mad he was. He was furious. Like he was so mad that he wasn't even talking mad. Mm-hmm. So I was, was com- to use the correct term. I was completely irate. So I was beyond beyond a level of anger with Tulsa's team. I was I was in the car, just yelling that Davis Bryant should quit. He should never play again. He should go get a job as like a teacher or something, and just never coach, never do anything. He should just quit everything sports because that was just an embarrassing discipline, embarrassing. And I just I don't understand how he can show his face again after after sliding instead of getting his team to win. Well, I'm not as hard. I I get it. He made a mistake. He's a kid, so um, I'm not as hard as the, on them as Perkins is. Yeah, he made a mistake. Should have gotten the end zone, but it it it's not that big of it. Like it's a three and six team, bro. Like, he doesn't understand. Not... He cost me a free dinner. Okay, whatever. Cost both of us a free dinner. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm just kidding. You, you, I, guys, I are, you guys are but... saying they get the two-point conversion after that when they couldn't even get the ball in from the one-yard line. What makes you think they can get two yards? Confidence. <laughs> hope. That's called hope. Yeah. but I told you a hope and a prayer. They were a hope and a prayer from winning, and they forgot mm-hmm. one of those. So. Well, I don't know. Well. Uh, let's let's go ahead and go to this week. Tulsa f- plays Tulane. Um, obviously, Tulane's already been to Oklahoma once this year um, to play the University of Oklahoma. Played them pretty tightly. Everybody thought, man, this Tulane team's pretty good. Yeah, they're coming in one and nine, or one and eight, or one and seven. I don't know what the record is. They have one win, mm-hmm. and they are not looking hot. Their one wins against FCS Morgan State. Mm-hmm. So. They do not look like a great team right now. Um, going into that, Tulsa is favored by three points. I think Tulane comes in, picks up a win, just the way, just off the disappointment. I know Tulsa played well, but just off the raw emotion and disappointment of losing that game. But Tulsa <laughs> does have to have the mentality going in now that they have to win out to get to a bowl game. So if they want any type of postseason whatsoever, they have to win out to get to a bowl game, get to that magic number six. So I'm not sure Tulsa can get there. Honestly, I really don't think Tulsa can get there. We said the ceiling this year was three wins, and they have exceeded that so far. They are favorites this weekend. I'm not sure they win, though. I think Tulane comes in even on their third-string quarterback and upsets Tulsa in Oklahoma. What are you guys thinking? 100%. I agree with you. I think after that loss, I think it's such a devastating realization. Their discipline's going to completely disappear, and Tulane's just going to kind of have their way, despite the lack of being good on Tulane's side. I think that it's not going to be like Tulsa is not going to play well, and they're probably going to play pretty angry. And I really want to be surprised there was some type of repeat from last year, you know, some type of big fight breakout just because they can't control themselves. 
Well, I I just completely lied to all of our listeners, all 15 of you. Mm. Um, How did it go the down? Game is, the game is actually at Tulane. So it's still a three-point spread. Tulsa's still favorites, but it is at Tulane. It's not in the state of Oklahoma. So, Ryan, what are you thinking on that game? I want to apologize to all the Golden Hurricane fans because – my two co-hosts just completely have no faith in them. I think that Tulsa comes out and wins this game. I think Tulane is, like you mentioned, not a good team. Their uh, their losses are by an average of 17 points. So and none of their games are even close. And Tulsa hung with Cincinnati. Uh, you can say hung with Navy. They only lost by three. But uh, the last four games have been you know, two wins and two close losses. So they're at least hanging with the teams that they play. And Tulsa statistically is better in just every facet of the game, pass and rush offense and pass and rush defense. So the only worry I have with Tulsa is the same thing we've worried about all year is the penalties because they're still, they haven't cleaned that up. They're averaging eight penalties a game and 77 yards. So, if they can't clean that up, then they uh, might be in for a fight. But I feel like I feel like Tulsa is gonna come out and win this game. They, they honestly ran the ball well against Cincinnati. They ran for almost three hundred yards uh, against Cincinnati. So I think their run game is still their strength. And if Davis Brin can keep the turnovers down like he did last week, and they keep the penalties down, we always talk about those are kind of the two backbreakers. Um, I think Tulsa. Beats Tulane, and yeah, then they've got to go beat Temple, and then uh, add SMU to close the year. So they got to win all three of those to make a bowl. The SMU game is probably uh, not good, um, but I think they'll beat Tulane. And honestly, right now, I feel like they'll beat Temple. Um, so we'll kind of see. But yeah, I got I got the Hurricane winning this one. All right. Well. We will move on from there. There's a little bright spot for you Hurricane fans listening. Um, Ryan thinks you guys win, has a lot more faith than us, and he apologized for us, which I guess we appreciate because I guess we were kind of hard on him. But, you know, call it like I see it. I think they lose. Perkins thinks they lose. Ryan thinks they win. Um, We'll move on to OSU. Let's review this weekend. Um, Me and Perkins got to catch the second half of this game. Um, and we were actually in Stillwater, which I know the game was in Morgantown, but we got to catch the second half of this game at a pretty special place for all you OSU fans at Eskimo Joe's. Mm. And all I'm going to say is your cheese fries are overrated. Uh, overrated. Overrated. Oh, 100% no. agree. Chili's cheese fries are significantly better. Oh, <laughs> it was. It was just like it, they they weren't bad. Like I'm not saying it was bad by any means, but they were just so overrated. And 100 percent, my opinion changes if es- Eskimo Joe's ever wants to sponsor this podcast. My opinion changes, but they were the best cheese fries I ever had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we watched the second half at Eskimo Joe's. Just complete domination all around. I'll leave it at that. Let. Uh, Ryan, our resident OSU expert, take over. What do you think about the game this weekend? 
So I have to apologize to all the Oklahoma State fans <laughs> as well on behalf of my co-host because that is complete rubbish. Well, the, then they did horrible on ours. No, the cheese – you're just wrong. It's okay. The cheese fries at Eskimo Joe's are unmatched, and I love them with all my heart. They, they, were, they were good. They just weren't, they just weren't that great. Like, no, they were. Listen, the fries they were weren't. kind of soggy. The cheese was melted, but it wasn't like spectacularly – and there was nothing else. I mean, you had to pay like a $2 extra for the bacon. So – I'm not listening to this. All right, so OSU <laughs> goes on the road to West Virginia. I was worried about this game. I picked us to win, but I, I thought it'd be close. And I guess I just, for some reason, don't have as much faith in our defense as I should. Yeah. Um, hey, guys, I would like to apologize for Ryan not believing in you guys, yeah. OSU fans, last week. Because I picked you guys to win by a lot. And Ryan right. said three points. So... You're right. Whose side are you really on? <clears throat> I'm on the I'd side. I'd like of... to apologize to everyone for all the apologies. <laughs> yeah. Too many apologies. People <laughs> apologize for everything nowadays. All right. So. Stop being so soft. Yeah, we can talk real. about that if you want. No, no flakes. No. We're good. <laughs> we're talking about the OSU Cowboys, specifically the defense, who uh, gave up a field goal on a long drive to open the game. And I, like an idiot, uh, wrote down that I was worried about the defense uh, after the first drive. I was worried that they were going to uh, give up a bunch of yards and points to this team who a week before scored 38 on Iowa State. Uh, well, after that uh, that opening drive, which they got 64 yards on, uh, the defense held them to negative three yards for the rest of the first half. So defense really settled in. And my big worry was the offense uh, coming out after that Kansas game where they looked great and scored 55 points. I was worried that they might regress back to kind of what they were before that instead of taking that momentum and building confidence in the offense to actually go out and score 30 or 40 a game. And really the first half, they, they kind of struggled. They didn't come out with a, a sense of urgency, and they looked flat for a lot of the first half. Um, they ended up scoring on their last two drives, though, before halftime. So, um, you know, West Virginia made it clear they were going to stop the run and force Spencer to beat them in the air. And he played pretty well for the most part. He threw a couple of beautiful fade passes to Tay Martin for touchdowns. Uh, he had one interception, but it was on a screen pass, and it was – I don't really think it was his fault. Was, the lineman just kind of made a, a great play, put his hand up and and caught the ball. Um, but that interception gave them the ball on the OSU 40, and then OSU's defense comes up and forces a three and out and punt. So uh, defense really played well, and they were the story this week. Um, OSU also – capitalized on West Virginia muffing a punt and uh, it was on West Virginia's 31 yard line. And then they scored to go up 17 to three uh, in the third quarter. And that was pretty much the, the ball game, the way the defense was playing. You felt like up two touchdowns, you know, in the third quarter, you're going to win that game. So, uh, so on their first 
here's a stat. The first and last drives of the game for West Virginia, their offense had 104 total yards on, on those two drives. I want you guys to guess how many yards they had in total on every other drive combined the rest of the game. 15. 15 and 50? Oh, yeah. right in between because they had – Twenty-nine, folks. What's up? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. All right, I was closer. Okay. <clears throat> I feel I like they had twenty-nine points. I hope new new girl fans appreciate that clip. Um, so yes, twenty-nine yards the rest of the game, aside from the first and last drive. So that's how dominant this defense was West Virginia the week before mentioned against Iowa State they had 492 total yards and OSU held them to 133 big difference went out of his way to find something that said 29 this week no 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 no. (laughs) I read the stats somewhere and I immediately went to Schmidt on new girl because on his 29th birthday he says this, and I quote this on a daily basis. You can ask my wife. You can ask Evan. Uh, Evan Reisinger, shout out. He uh, he knows the quote as well, and we quote it to each other all the time. So uh, it just happened to work out perfectly where the defense said, hey, we're going to do this so that Ryan can quote New Girl on the podcast. All right. So don't question me. So <laughs> – 133 yards is the fewest allowed by the OSU defense uh, in a game since, uh, uh, sorry, since uh, Savannah State, I think it was 2012, um, which Savannah State was a you know an FCS team that they beat 84 to nothing at home. Uh, it was just a, a terrible game. Uh, they also had eight sacks, and the defense is just, is just too good for words. And I was a little worried about Jarrett Dagey, but this defense really wrapped him up and they just had no chance. So um, really good to see the defense two straight games. They've allowed three points in each game. So uh, defense played really well. Offense did enough. Um, still a little worried about the offense. Um, I say going up against better defenses. Really, I, I think OU's defense is going to be, improved at least by the time osu plays them uh i don't know about tcu and tech though their defenses are both pretty bad so don't have too much worry about the offense going up against those teams but when we get to bedlam and most likely back-to-back bedlams that's where the offense is really going to need to keep up with ou's um so that's really the only question i have going forward but it's a great win uh again 24 to 3 cowboys win on the road in Morgantown, always a good place to win. So I will take that and, uh, yeah, look pretty good. All right. Perk, anything you want to throw on to this game? Not really. I mean, it was it was a good game. And I think Ryan did a really good job of kind of covering all the highs and lows. Uh, so I, I don't really think there's much I can add on without being redundant towards what he said. Um, quick side note, can you guys hear talking in the background? No. Okay. Uh, I've got like a group of like 15 grown men in my hotel room because I'm on the first floor and they're being very loud. And it's just want to make sure it's not coming through on the, on the mic here. 
Anyways, um, well, well, quick, quick note. Can you guys hear the rain on my house and the thunder every like three minutes? I hear it at my house. Oh. I've got clear skies. What are you guys talking about? It's storming here. Oh, so, man. I, was I think it's good where I'm at. And it started thunderstorming like right before we started recording, too. So it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, well. so. Okay. So well, if uh, there's uh, audio or something, technical difficulties, blame it on the storm. That's right. It's a good plan. Well, what do you got, Zach? You got anything to add on to this? Well, I already kind of told you guys how I felt about the game. Um, uh, I had a great experience at uh, Eskimo Joe's. Um, so if they wanted to sponsor us, you know. Great, great cheese great fries, experience. right? Yeah, yeah. If if they sponsor us, they have great cheese fries. Mm. Probably the best, best in Stillwater at least. It's like they were blessed by Jesus Himself. Yeah, if they nice. sponsor us. But if not, then they have a rival in Stillwater. I'm sure they have a Chili's in Stillwater, so <laughs> they would have a rival. So if Chili's wants to sponsor us, they got the best cheese fries in Stillwater. You know, I may quit this podcast. <laughs> But no, I, I don't really have much to add to the game. I, I told y'all it was complete domination by the time we got to watch it. Um, defense played well. That defense, I heard, and I am not arguing completely. I heard somebody say this week that OSU has the best defense in the nation. And I turned and laughed at their face. <laughs> Because I I was just like, have you seen Georgia play defense? Mm-hmm. Georgia hasn't allowed more. I think Georgia hasn't allowed more than what fourteen points all year. Period. So don't don't come at me with that. OSU has the best defense in the nation. Georgia has the best defense in the nation. OSU may be second, but Georgia is hands down first without a doubt. So. I don't know who's second. It may be OSU. OSU did play really, really well. Um, so that is where we're at. Looking forward, OSU has TCU this week. TCU, um, honestly, kind of makes me nervous for OSU. Not, not because TCU is a great team. TCU just beat Baylor. I don't think TCU is going to pick up two ranked wins in a row. I don't think that. But TCU does have backup quarterback from OU, Mm -hmm. um, an OU transfer, Chandler, um, and I'm forgetting his name. Is it Morris? Morris, yeah. Yeah, Chandler Morris starts for them this past week, and they take down a top-10 team or close to top-10 team. And he went off. He threw for, what, like 500 yards last game? I think it was like 486 or something, yeah. Yeah, so Chandler Morris, heck of a game. Yeah, he threw for 461 yards and two touchdowns against Baylor in their upset. My my biggest concern for OSU in this game is, and Ryan, you may be able to correct me because I may be wrong on this, I don't know that OSU's played a offense that spreads the ball out as much as TCU does. They haven't played Tech yet. That's one of the offenses that normally spreads the ball out. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Texas, you might say they spread the ball out as much. But I don't think they've played an offense that spreads the ball 
and likes to get the ball to the edges as much as TCU does yet this year. I don't think I, – I still think OSU's defense shows up. I think OSU's defense will win the day. But I think this is going to be a tighter game this weekend than what Ryan was thinking last weekend. So I think it's going to be a close game. I, honestly, I think it's probably going to be about what Ryan was saying last weekend, probably about a three-point difference. I think OSU may sneak out with a win. But I also know that OSU always seems to have an unexplainable loss towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding that in my mind when I'm thinking about this as well. So you got two weeks left with TCU and Texas Tech. OSU needs to be hyper-focused in these next two weeks and not give up something so that we can have back-to-back bedlams. So that's kind of how I'm seeing this game. I think OSU wins the day, if I'm being completely honest, but it does make me a little bit nervous how much they spread out the ball. Ryan, what are you thinking on this game? Yeah, I'm on the same page with you. It's I think last year was this was the game that we lost that we shouldn't have. It was TCU. And um, luckily, this is a home game. It's also it's a night game, and they're uh, blacking out Boom Pickens Stadium, so everyone's wearing black. I think it's going to be. Uh, and aren't they honoring um, Barry Sanders too? They are, yes. And uh, I think they're they built a statue of him and putting him in the Ring of Honor, and his name's going to be on the stadium now. Uh, next to Thurman Thomas. So uh, it's going to be almost like another homecoming uh, weekend. So I think the the atmosphere is going to be electric, and I think the fans are going to be rowdy. And it really it comes down to if Chandler Morris is for real or if that, that game last week was just kind of him coming out and, you know, providing a spark. Now Baylor has had a pretty good defense – all year, they don't have a, a defense on the level of OSU's, um, but it is above average. Um, so to, for him to do what he did last week was really impressive. But you also think about Baylor had zero game film on him because he, I think he only threw like five passes at OU when he was there. Um, so they really had nothing to go off of and, and just had to kind of tried to play in uh, reactionary, I guess, to, to what he was doing. So now that OSU has some game film on him, I think Jim Knowles can dial up some stuff and and try to uh, contain them as much as they can. They also – Zach Evans is still going to be out this week, so that's a, another uh, good thing, I guess, on OSU's side. Um, the, the thing that gives me confidence is T, TCU's pass defense is really, really bad, um, specifically the deep ball which isn't really Spencer Sanders' strong suit, but he's hit some deep passes this year. And I think if if they can get Tay Martin or really Brennan Presley running deep, I think Brennan Presley can get some separation on that secondary. And if Spencer can hit on maybe, you know, three or four deep throws, uh, I think that can really be a difference in the game. So I don't I don't think they'll cover their 13-point favorites, which is it really makes me nervous. I don't think they're going to win by that much, but I think I wrote down 30 to 20, um, but I think I might change that. I'm going to say 27, 20 is my score. Um, But I think the defense is going to, is going to hold Chandler Morris down a little bit. And really without the running game, he's going to have to do a lot and uh, he can run himself. um, But I think they've, they've done a good job with those quarterbacks 
this year so far. So I think the defense is going to probably have to be there and win the game, but I think they will. So, yeah, 27-20 is going to be my official uh, score. Okay. Perk, what are you feeling? Uh, man, I think it's going to be – I agree with the idea that it's going to be a close game. Excuse me, my throat's a little scratchy. I think it's going to be a fairly close game. I don't think I'm going to put it quite so high scoring. I would say 21 to 14 with OSU winning. But I think defensively, they'll be just fine if they can play like they did last week. Uh, Offensively, I don't think there's going to be a struggle. They might have one or two turnovers, but I feel like scoring is going to be just part of the game plan, if that makes sense. And so... I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. As long as the defense shows up and they're ready to play, it should be a pretty good power struggle. I think ultimately OSU will come out on top. All right. Well, um, you got a score prediction? Yeah, twenty-one fourteen. I guess I just missed that. Sorry. I have a. Uh, I have Travis Meyer on in the background because apparently a tornado just hit Tulsa. Oh. So, um, uh, Where? I don't know. My wife texted me and said, uh, get the radar on and start watching it. So, cause she doesn't know how we look at radar. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm doing right now. Apparently tornadoes hit Tulsa. So sending prayers that way. Um, but 21, 14, 27, 20, I, I think I'm going to go 30 to 27 OSU. So pretty pretty close game. All of us are kind of feeling it. Um, that it's going to be close. I don't think OSU's offense will struggle. TCU's defense has not played well this year. Um, so I think it will be a little bit more high scoring. So if OSU's defense might shows up, then I might be changing that a little bit. But I, right now I'm thinking 30-27 um, OSU. So – Moving on, we will move on to what is actually going to be our game of the week this week because it is kind of a a disappointing slate this weekend. Not a whole lot of top teams going at each other. But our biggest games this weekend is our OU game, and we don't have a review from last week. OU got to rest um, on their bye week, and somehow, um, you know, it seems like the committee thought that they lost the game or something. I don't know. Um, but you know, it's, um, oh, you got to rest on their bye week We have Baylor coming up. Baylor, um, is still ranked in the top 15, ranked in the top 13. Actually, they are 13th in the nation. So it is pretty close. Um, eight versus 13. It's setting up to be a really nice matchup and it is down in Waco, which makes me a little bit nervous for, um, Caleb Williams. It is Caleb Williams really um his first true um i i want to say first true road game it's his first true road game because kansas was his other one and he didn't really have a crowd to play against until they started giving away free tickets and letting anybody into the stadium there so i i think it is going to be a tight game i don't think that it's going to be as um, as close as everyone is saying, I think it's going to be tight for probably half a game. 
uh, maybe three quarters, and then OU is going to start to pull away. I think, in all honesty, I think OU um, should dominate this game. Bohannon's a, a a decent quarterback. He can get out on the run. Um, Bohannon torched us in the Big 12 championship. Uh, what would that have been? Two years ago. So whenever Charlie Brewer got hurt, Bohannon started throwing it all over us. So that was something. Um, but looking at it now, uh, I think our defense is playing better. If we can cover the receivers on and I, I know that's something so simple, but if we can just not have huge bust in the background or in the back in the secondary, that's what I'm trying to say. If we can just not have huge bust in the secondary, then I think we go on to win this game comfortably. But we just have to keep them in front of us and we gotta have that bend don't break mentality and force a couple ten- turnovers. I think that OU should win this game. But I am also very weary. I've been looking at all the experts' picks all week, and it's about 66% of experts right now that I've looked at um, have picked Baylor to win this game. So mm. makes me kind of nervous. I think OU wins it. I'm going to say OU by 10. Um, I'm going to go 42-32. 45-35. That's what I'm going to go. 45-35. So, Ryan, how do you feel about this game? I think it's going to be – I'm I'm excited to watch it. It's an 11 a.m. game. Oh, she doesn't play till 7, so I'm just going to sit here uh, with my wife and watch it. And I will be rooting for OU because I want Bedlam to be, you know, like a top whatever, top seven, top set, six matchup. Well, one, uh, one thing I'll say real quick. Yes. If OU wins and OSU wins this weekend, they mm-hmm. are guaranteed to be in the Big 12 championship together. Yes. And so that, that is interesting. That is interesting. So go OU. Um, yeah, it's – it is the OU – or sorry, it is Caleb Williams' first real test, I feel. I think he's got – you know, he's obviously looked great, but he's, you know, came in – uh, against the Texas team that now is four and five, which we uh, haven't talked about yet. But um, and then you know TCU, Kansas, and, and Texas Tech, who are all kind of just middling teams. Um, and he's looked really well. Um, this is going to be a, a big test for him as a, a freshman on the road in a, an environment like Baylor, who they're going to be coming off. They're coming off this. This loss that, you know, that loss to TCU ruined any whatever small chance they had at a playoff. They they lost it there. So, you know, they're really upset. And um, their defense really, especially the past defense, got exposed last week by Chandler Morris. So uh, that really all year I felt like Baylor's defense was really good. And I think they still are good, but I think they're gettable. And I think if you've got uh, Caleb Williams – who is not afraid to throw those deep balls. I think, uh, you know, you've got, you got two or three receivers that can go up and make a catch at any point. So um, I think that's what they have to do. Cause that's, they really TCU's rush defense or rush offense really wasn't able to do much uh, last week, other than Chandler Morris running himself, just the, the running backs uh, really weren't able to run. So um, it looks like, you know, maybe 
they'll just make it the Caleb Williams show and see what happens because Baylor's run defense is actually still really good. I think their pass defense is their weakness. Um, so I think it, it's going to be a really interesting game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for me just as an outsider watching. Uh, as an OU fan, I'd be, you know, pretty stressed out, I'm sure. But um, OU, I think, is a – I'm looking at a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I think I think exactly what you said, Zach. I think it's going to be close for the first half and maybe mid-third quarter, and then I think OU's going to, you know, cause a turnover uh, here or there and then end up going up by two touchdowns and just kind of stay at an arm's length and uh, and probably win by 10 or 14, I would guess. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and one more thing that I forgot to even mention is um, Mike Woods has been cleared and will be back in action this weekend. So that helps up OU's wide receiver core. Um, I've also heard rumors that, um, and I can't even remember his name, the former five star receiver. Um, I got to look it up real quick. But former five star receiver who tore his ACL, Jaden Hazelwood. Um, mm-hmm. is rumored that he is getting close to being cleared to play. Nice. So I'm not sure what that means, but he is getting close. So that is interesting to see as well. Um, so little help with the wide receiver core. We got our a lot of our defenders back last week, and um, it really seemed to help. I feel like honestly, that we are getting to that point where it's um, we are getting healthy. I know the bye week really helps out as well. So I think that these are huge strides that OU needed to make as far as getting people healthy. So I think that's going to help them a lot. Perkins, anything anything extra you want to throw in on this game or you just want to give us a score prediction? I think the only thing I can truly add is – I'm not feeling as confident as you are, Zach. I'm not – I'm really nervous about this game. And uh, I don't think you listened then because <laughs> I said I was nervous about this game. What I mean is I'm not sure I can confidently say that this is a win. I didn't want to say that, but that I feel. And I think – I think something really needs to happen. And you and you did cover this. You were talking about the coverage problems. I think if the defense forgets to show up this game, that's it. Like that that is gonna be the the hardest thing to come back from. Because Baylor's they've had a good show on this year. And so I'm I'm hoping for it. I don't think this is a high scoring game. I, I, I really think this is probably twenty seven twenty. Well and I'm not even gonna pick a winner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, one one thing I will say or is OU, OU for the second game in a row is playing a team that has lost a coach. And now this, this week it is not their head coach. It is their associate head coach. Um, but still, Baylor loses their associate head coach. Um, his first name's Joey. I cannot remember his last name. He saved my life at the moment. I think it's uh, McGuire. Yes, Joey McGuire. That is it. Joey McGuire takes the job at Texas Tech, leaves immediately um, to start recruiting to Texas Tech. So 
that is a blow for Baylor. Joey McGuire is a great coach, a great motivator. So that is definitely a blow. That's got to be on the mind. And he's a defensive guy from what I understand. So that's going to take a, take a toll on their defense. Hopefully that helps out OU a little bit. I'm not sure how much it will actually affect this game, but hopefully it will uh, help out OU in some way or the other. So, but um, that that's kind of how we're seeing this week going. Uh, Ryan had it. What was your score prediction? I forgot to give one. Uh, I'm going to say it's, I'm going to say 38-27 OU. All right. 38-27 Perkins said 27-20, and he didn't want to pick one way or the other. Um, so we will remind him of that whenever OU wins next week. Yep. And uh, I said, uh, what did I say? I think I said 45-35 OU. Yeah, shoot so up. It, it should be a fun game. Um, and that is the game of the week this week. And so that means we will move on to our segment of talking about just the absolutely most idiotic thing in the world, which is the college football playoff poll <laughs> and the college football playoff committee. I like, I am so whenever I say this, I know it's coming from an OU fan. I know you guys are thinking, Matt, he's just upset because OU's down low. I I think they got OU right around the right spot. I think OU maybe seven, but I I am not complaining about where they have OU. They have been so inconsistent this whole I, – I know they've ranked for two weeks, but they've been so inconsistent. They're like, head-to-head matchup matters. Last weekend it matters, and then this week it doesn't matter. Like, what? That's so stupid. Like, how do you judge one team on one metric and another team on another metric? Um, Oregon's head-to-head over Ohio State mattered, but Michigan State's head-to-head over Michigan, which was two weeks ago, doesn't matter now. That That's just the most idiotic thing. How does Cincinnati jump up to five after only beating a bad Tulsa team by eight? It just does yeah. not make sense to me. But when Ohio State plays close to Nebraska – they jump up, but whenever Ohio State uh, or whenever OU plays close to Nebraska, they held on for the victory. Like, what? Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't make sense. It's exhausting. And I've stopped watching the actual reveal. And in all honesty, I I just look at, the, look at it after it's gone because I don't want to give that stuff ratings. That's just garbage. I, I really feel like they're putting out polls just to get ratings now. Because otherwise, it doesn't make sense why Michigan State wouldn't be above Michigan. It doesn't make sense why Cincinnati would jump up to five. It, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, if you're going to judge one metric, then you have to judge that metric all around. You can't just say, this is this, and then forget about it. And I, I, I know I'm on a high horse right now, and I just keep ranting, so I'm going to push it off. One of you guys start talking about this college football playoff bowl. Ryan, you go. Okay. So I'll quickly note that the guy, I can't remember his name because I don't care. The guy who answers the questions on the committee. Um, uh, Barta. Yeah, sure. So he said that they argued with this the Michigan-Michigan State thing for a while and ultimately decided that Michigan looks like the better team. 
And that's fine if you do that, but then you can't have Oregon above Ohio State because anybody who pays attention to college football at all this year would tell you, I would say 99 out of 100 people would say Ohio State looks like a better team than Oregon, even though they beat them head-to-head. And, yeah, it's just inconsistent uh, because they still have Oregon above Ohio State just because of that head-to-head. And I don't really get it. I... But my, my thing is, real quick, my yep. thing is, if they're going to argue, and he said 30 minutes is how long they argued over. Mm-hmm. If they're going to argue for 30 minutes over Michigan, Michigan State, why don't they look at the metric of who played on the field and who yep. beat the other one? That seems like the most, like, I get it. You're, if you're comparing three teams, four teams, five teams, mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can get an argument where one team may be ahead of another one, something along those lines. If you're comparing that many, but if you're going head to head and they have a game against each other, you have to pick the team that won the game against them. Like yeah. It doesn't. And there, there were no, like, it wasn't like Michigan's starting quarterback was out. It's not like Michigan's uh, star wide receiver was out. They, they were healthy. Both teams were healthy. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense, but it doesn't and, stop. And, so you guys can go. Well, and they even, if you look down lower, even they even did that with Baylor because Baylor was 12 and lost to a bad TCU team and only dropped to 13. And the reason, I think, for that is because BYU is at 14 and Baylor beat BYU. So they were trying to be consistent with the, yeah, the head-to-head matters. So in every other instance, the head-to-head matters except for that Michigan-Michigan State. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't matter too much because they still have to play. They both play Ohio State still. And Ohio State's probably going to wipe the floor with both of them. So, um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting because like all those teams. So you've got Georgia, obviously, is the best by far. Nobody's arguing that. But then you have the next four: Ohio State, who barely beat Nebraska this week. Uh, Alabama should have almost lost to LSU at home. Uh, Oregon, uh, who is. I mean, every week they barely hang on to beat bad Pac-12 teams. And then uh, Cincinnati, who almost lost to Tulsa. So, really, two through five uh, didn't look impressive at all this week. Um, so, it's really it's going to be fun to see kind of how that all shakes out because you got three Big Ten teams who all kind of have to play each other in the top seven. Um, and then you've got OU and OSU kind of lurking there at eight and ten. Um, so we'll see. And I, I'm, I feel bad for Cincinnati, but I think, yeah, I think they're just kind of out of it. Yeah. Well, let, let me pose this question to both of you guys. If OU or OSU, either one wins out, mm-hmm. are they in the college football playoff for sure? Perk? You know, I don't know. OU, OU, I don't think there's an argument. OU, if they went out there, in. So I guess the question is if OSU wins out and beats OU twice, are they in the college football playoffs? If they beat OU twice, then yes. So, yeah. I think either team. So I guess, yes. Yeah. If either one wins out, yeah. They're probably number four. Because you have all these other teams. We were, you know, as you guys were saying, you got all these other teams are all playing each other. They're all going to pick up. You know, probably Mike went out too. Of course, Georgia's going to win out. 
And so all these teams are fighting for three and four um, because we know that the holy trinity or holy duo of uh, Alabama and uh, Georgia aren't going anywhere no matter what happens. But So let, let me ask you this question then. Uh, Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game. And it's the decision four and five is between Alabama and OSU. Ugh. Who's going? Alabama. I I don't I don't I don't care what anyone says. They're those people are so far up those people's blanks that I feel like Alabama's going if they have three losses. Like I don't I don't feel it's I, I feel like there's more money in it if Alabama goes than if OSU goes, and that's all they care about. Zach, if what you the the hypothetical situation that you just said, if that happens, I'm going to lose it because that happened in 2011 when we had the BCS and LSU beat Alabama, and it came down to Alabama or OSU who just beat OU and won the Big 12, and of course they went. Let's see Alabama play LSU again and have another nine to six game. And took away OSU's chance to play for a national championship. And uh, if they were to do that again, and it be Alabama again, I I wouldn't be able to handle it. But I will say this, Alabama, there's a – hold on. God, a lot of thunder. There is a chance they have to go play at Auburn uh, last game of the season. And if they lose that game and Texas A&M wins out, a and is actually going to the – the SEC championship instead of Alabama because they have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So in that case, Bama's got two losses and doesn't even get to play in the the uh, SEC championship. So that's what I'm hoping for because I just want Bama nowhere near the conversation. Yeah, um, they're probably they, well, still in the conversation. Ba- Bama hasn't looked good at all. No, They've they haven't. A bunch of five and four teams. Mm-hmm. Bama is playing off their past right now. The committee is ranking yep. them off their pass, not what they're performing on the field. They have not played well all season. They are in the same boat that OU is, and they have a loss, and they're still ranked two. Yep. I, I don't think that they have played as bad as OU has played at points, but they they played a really bad LSU team to six points. Mm-hmm. And in all yep. honesty, LSU had its chances. They had the ball twice driving mm-hmm. to tie that game and it just it just didn't happen but that was a close 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 game from basically the get-go I I really thought LSU was going to pull it off if their quarterback could throw the ball in under five seconds well, yeah <laughs> like he just holds on to the ball for so long he does he gets it, it's basically a coverage sack because he won't throw the ball. Like you got to get through your reads faster than that. But I don't know. I don't think Alabama's second, but I don't think Alabama's top 10 team in the nation this year, but I think they're playing off their past and they're playing off the fact that they're in the sec and all these other things. And now that I've said that Alabama's going to go win the national title, but probably so. I, I don't know. I just – I don't get the college football playoff committee. I know they got to make tough decisions, but if if it's me and 
this is just me coming like this is me as a teacher i when i'm grading papers i set a rubric and then i follow the rubric okay Mm -hmm. so if you're a committee why don't you set a set of guidelines (laughs) that would act as a rubric and set importance on something and then grade off that why does that you still have the human element of it but like the human element grades it but still like it would at least put consistency to it yeah well the rubric they the rubric they have is helmet logos yeah perk what are you trying to say oh i just said why why use a rubric when you can just have feelings and money yeah i i just i just don't get it um I know Ryan's seen it. Uh, Perk, you're not on Twitter, so you probably haven't seen it. But there is an unbiased poll from Power Digits that Mm -hmm. puts out a poll every week. It's had OSU in its top four. Currently, it has OU in its top four. Um, And it is just an awesome poll that completely takes any bias out of the equation and just goes off strength of schedule, all of that. That is such an interesting poll. I don't think it has the top four best teams in the nation in it because UTSA is in their top six. So, but I I still like that poll. It shows a lot to me, and I I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with with the committee. I don't know how to fix it. So maybe I shouldn't complain. But I guess I did offer up a solution, put a rubric out there. But mm-hmm. I I just I don't know what to do with this committee because it just it just doesn't seem like they know what they're doing and they probably don't yeah i i don't know they're probably just a bunch of rich old farts who get paid to do it so they do it yeah and that that's that's kind of what it seems there's a couple of football coaches in there but mostly it's athletic directors people who aren't around the game all that much um Gary Barta, who I I don't know, I I I have no idea who Bart what Barta's background is in football, but I'm sure he's like a. I honestly think I heard earlier in the week that he was like a three time national champion at North Dakota State or South Dakota State or something like that. Maybe he does know what he's talking about. Um, but we we can move on. I I feel like we've harped on that enough. So. We'll, we'll go into our marquee segment of the week, our betting bros part of our podcast. And Perkins had the better record last week. So I will defer to Perkins. Perkins, you get to go first. Sweet. Where are you heading with your first pick of the week? Man, so I got off work early today. And so I, coming off that win, coming off that high, I put in a lot of effort. I did a lot of research. And so I'm hoping that it pays off. Okay, so he's about to go 0-3. <laughs> Hundred percent. I put like every time I went to choose something, I was like, should I do the opposite? Because if I get it wrong, then I'll get it right. Uh, but this first one I picked is I'm doing Alabama versus New Mexico State. I want. Oh, hold up. So I want to talk about this line. This is an <laughs> insane line. <laughs> Fifty-one and a half points. Oh. <laughs> that like, and it's two Division One teams. It's not like Division One versus FCS. It's two Division One teams. They were talking about it earlier in the week on the Sports Animal. Is this the largest line 
of all time in college football between two Division One schools? I don't know the answer. I had to turn off the radio because I had to start a class. So, but I would be interested to see that. Go ahead, Bert. Well, you know, it's despite the fact that New Mexico is one and eight, they have covered every time the spread was more than twenty-five points across all nine games. Hmm. And the to in all of Alabama's game, they have never scored that big of a deficit on someone. It's always been under that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm taking New Mexico on this one. Plus how, 51.5. How close does Alabama have to play this game for rankings? Obviously, they're <laughs> going to win, but how close does that game have to be for them to drop? 15 points, my opinion. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if it's less than – I think it's less than 20, then – there's a chance that they drop because I mean Ohio State has to play Penn State I believe this week so if they beat Penn no, State, State it's Purdue well, yeah I'm sorry Purdue not Penn State Purdue who is uh, who is now ranked um, which is crazy uh, so if they beat a what are they number 19 Purdue and Alabama looks shaky for the second straight week I think there's a chance that Ohio State may jump them but you'd also you would think the committee would make Oregon jump them as well if they're going to go head-to-head. So, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, if it's less than 20, I, I could see Alabama dropping. Yeah. Okay. So, I I thought about this game all week. I kind of wanted to put it on there. And the guy on the radio agreed with you, Perkins. Um, he, he went New Mexico State um, covering plus 51 and a half. So. Nice. I think when he had it, it was 52, but still, 51 If and I get it half. wrong, I quit. <laughs> I, all I'm saying is if <laughs> Nick Saban had to be pissed after last week, so, like, I don't know. They may go out and hang 100 on these dudes, so <laughs> I, that's why I – that's the only reason I'm staying away from it because I think Nick Saban um, – lit a fire under these dudes because of how poorly they played at LSU. So uh, it wasn't even at LSU against LSU. Yeah. So Ryan, where are you going with first game? I'm going to go with uh, Miami is minus two and a half at Florida state. Uh, I think Miami has looked really good um, lately. So I'm going to say this Tyler Van Dyke is the quarterback. I'm just going to read you his last three games. Um, so he is 73% completion, uh, 1,140 yards. That's 380 yards a game with 10 touchdowns and one interception. And those are the last three games, which were against NC State, Pitt, and Georgia Tech. Um, so Georgia Tech's not a great team, but NC State and Pitt uh, have both been really you know, decent this whole year. And – I think he's going to just throw it all over Florida State, who Florida State's lost two straight, and they haven't looked very good, especially on offense. So give me Miami minus two and a half. All right. And this first pick of mine this week, actually, let me say, I agree with you. I think Miami's on yeah. a roll. I think Florida State's not playing well. I think Miami rolls. Perk, you agree? 
Yep. I was so excited about my pick. I just jumped over that. <laughs> but uh, my first pick this week, and it's going to sound crazy, but it, it's on the same logic of what Perkins is doing, Uh-oh. is I am picking Kansas plus 30 and a half. Yeah. I almost Texas. took it. Uh, I think Texas has been playing like hot garbage. And so I think Texas goes out and just lays an egg on this. Honestly, I'm, I am putting Texas on upset alert. I am, I'm still taking the spread of plus 30 and a half, but I'm putting Texas on upset alert. And if they lose this game, Sarkeesian is gone. Not a doubt in my mind. So, uh, I don't know. I think Kansas, besides when they uh, got blown out by OSU, they've really held, I say held their own. They've really played all right against some of the other Big 12 opponents and only got beaten by 30 and a half by two of them. So, you know, I'm saying Kansas plus 30 and a half. And I'm sticking to it. And I just want to rub that in Texas fan face. So that's why I wanted to pick it. That's why I was so excited about it. So, all right, Perk, where are you going with your – or do you guys agree with me? I almost took it myself. But I I felt like if I chose it, Texas would blow out Kansas. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. I wrote it down, and then I remembered how bad OSU beat them. And I think – I think Texas offense has the ability to be better than OSU's uh, against a team like Kansas. So I just wasn't a hundred percent in on it, but yeah, I'd, if I had to put money on it, I think Kansas probably covers that. All right, Burke, where are you going with the second one? All right. So my next pick is Northwestern versus Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking, I did a lot of research on this. And so I'm taking the over on this one. It's 41 points. Oh. And so the over, I think it I think it covers. So Wisconsin, they're pretty much on a good roll right now. They've won five games in a row. They're basically getting kind of towards a shot of their Big Ten championship game. Um, and Northwestern has one of the worst run defenses in the nation right now. They've let 427 yards against Nebraska, rushing yards, 308 against Minnesota, 294 against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, but on average – Wisconsin scores 25 points, and Northwestern scores 18 points per game, which does cover the over. And so I think with that, I'm pretty sure Wisconsin will put up probably three-quarters of those points by themselves. So I'm feeling pretty confident that Northwestern could put up two touchdowns and basically get me That's where I'm at. All right. Ryan, where are you going second game? Or I keep forgetting. I don't, I'm so, so ready to – get through this i guess i don't know <laughs> um work, i i don't know i'm very weary to pick over under on big 10 games especially with mm-hmm. wisconsin because that one game we picked was we picked the over on a game that was supposed to be like 34 or 36 or something and then we still got it wrong like <laughs> i yeah. I'm weary to pick it. I don't completely disagree with your logic, but I'm weary. I would stay away. But I, I probably read about 15 articles over it, trying to figure out what to do. All right. Ryan, what do you think? A lot of articles. 
I almost picked uh, – so one of mine that I wrote down was Northwestern. I was actually going to take them with the points because they're – Wisconsin's favored by 24. And I felt that was high for a Wisconsin team. But then I looked at Northwestern, and they've been blown out. By, they lost to Nebraska 56-7, to if that tells you anything. So a Nebraska team who is not good on offense, really. So, um, so yeah, I'm not taking that as a pick. But I do think that Wisconsin will probably score enough to, to cover that over. All right. Well, that is a interesting pick, Perkins. I'm, I'm not going to say either way, but interesting pick. Hopefully you get it right. Maybe you can get back into our competition. You got to go three and zero, and all of us go zero and three for a while for that to happen. Yeah. But, um, but all right, Ryan, where are you going with the second pick? My second pick, I'm going with the NC State Wolfpack. They are a well, actually, they're playing at Wake, and Wake is a one and a half point favorite. Um, so I'm going NC State plus one and a half. I think Wake Wake Forest. It's not really a secret. Their defense is just bad. Um, last five games, they've given up about 40 points a game. And NC State's a pretty good just kind of all-around team. They're you know solid on offense and defense. They're not explosive on offense. Um, so if it gets into a shootout, I think that could be uh, a, an issue. But I think their defense is good enough to keep that from happening. So I think they'll cover that one and a half and win the game. All right, Burke, what do you think about that? I honestly almost chose it myself. But that spread was so small, and I've never had good luck with the small spread. I was too afraid to take it. It's just like the uh, Kansas game. I was too afraid to to put my money on it. But I would have actually taken it in reverse if I were to choose it, that NC State actually loses and doesn't cover. But honestly, I kind of read up a little bit on it, and it's a hard call. So either way, I feel like it's a good choice. Yeah. I, I think um... – they're kind of at a point in their season where it's going to start going downhill. And what I'm saying, um, sorry, this radar, uh, Travis Meyer's still on in the background, and it's just insane. So oh, I found uh, out where that tornado was. If- uh, sure, go ahead. Uh, it was over near the airport in Tulsa, uh, between Tulsa and Catoosa. Yeah, there's like 7,000 people without power in Tulsa right now. So. Okay. Interstate uh, 44 between mile marker 222 and 239. Yeah. So um, I th- I think NC State goes at, goes in and wins this game outright. So, um, Ryan, if I'm being completely honest, I forgot which way you leaned on this. So I was watching NC this State. Radio. You went NC, NC State. State. Yeah. So I think NC State wins this game outright. Um, I do think it's close, but I think that um, – Wake Forest kind of falls off at this point in the season, and NC State just starts to roll. So that I I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you on this one. So yes. All right, my second pick of the week. I am staying in the Big Twelve because that's where I'm comfortable. Apparently. All right. And I am going with Iowa State at Texas Tech. Iowa State is a ten and a half point favorite mm-hmm. at in Lubbock, and um. I think Iowa State wins it minus ten and a half. I honestly, I don't think this is going to be a close game. Really, no. Texas Tech. 
has been blown out a lot this season. They they do have wins against teams that they normally don't beat, but they get, they've been blown out a few times this season. So I I think Iowa State covers this ten and a half points pretty easy. Um, now that I've said that though, they'll probably go lay an egg like they did against West Virginia or something. So, what do you guys think? I don't hate it. I don't think I'd pick it. I don't hate it though. I think it's a fairly educated guess, but Iowa State has had its inconsistent moments, so we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I like it. Texas Tech has just not been good. They lost to TCU by 20, got doubled up by Texas, uh, 70-35. They even lost to Kansas State, who's not great. So, uh, OU beat them by 30. I think Iowa State is a good enough team to cover that 10 for sure. All right. Perk, where are you going with your last pick this week? I'm I'm kind of excited about this one. I mentioned it after my first game there, but I'm going Purdue versus Ohio State. And I'm taking Purdue on the upset. So are so you taking Purdue money line or Purdue plus 20 and a half? Plus 20, plus 20 and a half. But I do think Purdue might come out on top on this. Um, I'm not going to call the win, but I really do think that there's a possible upset coming up here. Um, but kind of statistically speaking, Ohio State has failed to cover the last two weeks, the spread. And Purdue has not taken down not one, but two different big names. So they took down Iowa and they took down Michigan State. And in 2018, Purdue also took down Ohio State in the Big Ten loss. So... I, I'm feeling kind of confident here, and I think 20 is just another one of those big uh, spreads that uh, just two good teams. I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deficit. Well, I will I will tell you one thing. Um, in the last time that Purdue upset Ohio State, they had a guy, um, a young man. I don't remember. I think his name was Tyler. Um, Tyler Trent, I think, was his name. A young man who was battling uh, leukemia, and it was just an absolutely emotional day. And they played for him, and they played lights out. And I, I get that he, like, I don't, I don't know. It just a young man who just supported the team, and they went all out for him. So that was just a great story. I love bringing that back up anytime I can. Um, and it's just, just something. That's awesome. I love the energy here. I just think that Purdue already has two top five upsets this year. I, d- I don't think they're going another one. And I, I don't hate the 20 and a half point spread. I really don't. So um, I, I can agree with the pick, but I don't, I don't think there'll be an upset. Fair enough. Yeah, I I actually almost picked this one myself, but I I found that if I pick against Ohio State, they usually make me look stupid. So, um, and Purdue is one of those teams that they're kind of they have these big highs where they beat you know the number three team in the country, and then they lose to you know just terrible teams. So, but they have played close, with the exception of the Wisconsin game. They've played close to. Minnesota um, and even Notre Dame, they only lost by 14. So I think, I think they could keep it within 20. Um, the only thing is it's at Ohio state. 
and there's a chance that, you know, Ohio State just kind of runs it up. Um, so we'll see. I don't see Purdue winning for sure, but I think it's not a bad pick to pick them covering that. Yeah. All right, Ryan, where are you going with third pick? Third pick. This goes against everything I've ever thought, but I'm I'm going to go uh, with Michigan State. They are minus 13 uh, against Maryland. And Maryland, uh, against good teams they've played, uh, I'm going to list them, Iowa State, Ohio State, Minnesota, and Penn State are the four best teams they've played. And against those four teams, they lost by an average of 30 points. Uh, closest was they lost to Penn State by 17. Um, and that was even a, a home game. And this is at Michigan State. Uh, and Michigan State is coming off their first loss, so they're going to be pretty mad. Um, so I think Michigan State's going to probably blow them out by, you know, 24 to 30 points, I would guess. So I'm going with the Spartans minus 13. I was thinking about picking that game, but I was leaning the other way. Do it. I dare you. I, I'm not going to pick the game now. Dang. Um, <laughs> but I, I was thinking about picking that game. And I was 100% going the other way on it. I think Michigan State, I I understand how bad I harped on the committee. I do not think Michigan State is a top 10 team. I do not think Michigan is a top 10 team either. So that's where my argument is consistent. I don't think either one of those teams are a top 10 team. And I don't think they're as good as they've been cracked up to be. If you look at Michigan State's scores, they're barely squeaking by some people. It's same with Michigan. They're barely squeaking by some people. So I think Maryland definitely could very easily cover that 13. I don't know that they win, but they could cover that 13. Perk, what do you think about that pick? Oh, as rare as it is, I actually agree with you. Uh, I I don't – I think if this was just straight Michigan, not Michigan State, but Michigan, I personally think Michigan's a little bit better. And so I think Michigan covered this, but Michigan State, I don't think they cover this. I think this is a seven point game and not a not a two or a two touchdown game like they need it to be. And so okay. uh, yeah, I think it's just a one touchdown uh difference. So you guys want to bet China King on this? Absolutely not. Dang it. Well, I mean you're both pretty confident that I'm wrong, so <laughs> I, I'm confident that you've picked wrong. I'm not saying that uh, Michigan State's going to lose the game. I just think that they're I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the spread. Uh, I feel like you're just trying to get China King out of me now because you were so I close last week. Tulsa robbed me of it, and I'm trying to figure out how to get it. Well, I'm going to pass. Okay. How about we get China King if Kansas beats Texas? Ugh. Just all three of us get free China King? No, no, no. Uh, we have to pay individually, but, you Dang. know, a reason to go. But if we're all paying, like, we could just go. Why don't know? we just go to China King? Yeah. <laughs> that would just make sense, but that that's too easy, isn't it? Yeah. But um, I feel like I feel less guilty if I have, like, oh, yeah, we're celebrating, you know, versus, no, I just want to go to a buffet. That's fair. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I'm on 
a keto diet right now, so I could be like, well, it's a special occasion. <laughs> Cheat yeah. Day. Yeah. The amount of times I tell myself, oh, it's a special occasion while trying to diet is basically more days than I actually diet. Yeah. That's about <laughs> that that's so accurate. <laughs> Everyone listening now that doesn't know us probably sitting there thinking like, God, these guys gotta be like five hundred pounds apiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I listened to a podcast from uh, Sooner Scoop and Every time I've listened to them, 100%, I thought they were so big. And then, like, and I mean, like, big, like, 500-plus pounds big. Like, they're they're big guys, and they they joke about it, how they're big. But I thought they were, like, 500-plus pounds and really – like, they're, they're like, maybe, like, 250, 300. But they aren't nearly as big as I thought they were. I saw a picture of one of them. I was like, Wow. That's what he looks like. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, my third pick of the week, so we can finish out this segment <clears throat> and actually move on. Um, I I'm going to go with a pick that I I'm kind of back and forth on, but I'm kind of back and forth on a few of them. So I'm just gonna go with one of them and roll with it. I'm picking Georgia over Tennessee minus 20 points. I think Georgia's Georgia's a 20-point favorite. Georgia's dominated everybody they've played. I think Tennessee's offense has done really well here recently. Um, I think Josh Teipel has them on the right right way, that right growth path, but I just don't think that they're there yet. I think that um, Georgia will go ahead and probably win this game by four or five touchdowns, but I think Georgia's just that good. Not that Tennessee's bad. I just think Georgia is that good. So um, that that is that's my final pick of the week. What do you guys think of that? I almost took it. I, I've said that quite a bit, but there's a lot of good games to choose this week, and honestly, it's usually a pretty safe pick to choose Georgia, so I'm definitely not against it. No, Georgia's a cheat code. So I think it's pretty easy to pick them with whatever – basically them minus whatever the spread is, you're going to win. Well, I'd be interested to see that. I'm going to Google that right now. Georgia versus the spread this year. God. Georgia versus the spread. 100% cover. <laughs> uh yeah, it, there's not very many sites that just pull up <laughs> records versus the spread. Apparently, um, yeah. Uh, guess we'll have to get back on that one because I don't. No. I I really don't know how to look that up. I thought it would. Normally, when I say Google something, go. it's like first thing. I think I got it. All right. Um. Two and a half points against Clemson. They won by seven. Let's see. Uh, dang. South Carolina, they were 31 and a they're half point favorites. They're six and three against the spread this year. And only one by, there you go, 27. So, so well, that's not bad. That's a winning probably. record. Well, yeah, but like Ryan was saying, like they were like nine and oh or something. Well, it just, it feels like it. I don't know. 
six six and three wouldn't even make the playoffs. Hey, they're well, three and six on the over. All right. Well, um, I'm not sure how you can have a record against the over/under. Well, three on the over, six on the under. Okay, uh, that's because their defense <laughs> is so good, holding them under. Yes, that's correct. Um, all right. Well, uh, that that's my third and final pick this week. That is where I'm gonna stick with, even though they said it's a cheat code. I don't think it's that big of a cheat code. Um, I honestly agreed with a lot of the picks this week. And I think it will be a good college football weekend. Ryan, I love what you're doing on Twitter. Um, keep putting that stuff out there so people can see how well I'm doing and uh, beating all you guys. So that, that was can nice. Do. Yeah. Um, and then um, Perkins, you, you haven't been doing the same on Facebook. So, you know, that is what it is. Yeah. I, I used to be sent – I used to get sent out, like, the, all three links and stuff for Apple and all that. That hasn't happened, so it's really kind of slowed down my progress. But I'll get on it. Yeah, you know, it's really hard to um, actually look up the link yourself. Really mm-hmm. hard. I have an Android, so finding that Apple podcast link uh, is kind of hard. So, Android. That's where yeah, I struggle. Yeah. I don't struggle with the Spotify he just, Why he just really okay. likes inferior gadgets. Why in the world? Who has Androids? Millions of people. Yeah, millions of Hundreds weirdos. of millions. <laughs> millions of weirdos. <laughs> Honestly, I think closer to billions, but... Probably. Yeah. Anyway. All right, well, moving on. Anything else college-related you guys want to get get to this week? Uh, No. Golly, real quick, Georgia's averaging giving up six and a half points a game. That's so ridiculous. Um, well, just as far as college goes, basketball started yesterday, Tuesday, and uh, OSU and OU both won. OSU beat UT Arlington 88 to 45. Uh, looks like a really fun team. Uh, really good defense and just super deep. There's uh, they go like ten deep with guys that you can trust to uh, to play hard and and really most of them can score. So really deep team. It's uh, the kind of team you can see really making a run in the uh, NCAA tournament. But you know, uh, OU beat uh, Northwestern State uh, 77-59. Good first game for new head coach Porter Moser, and they had a lot of transfers and new faces from last year's team so uh lots of new stuff there um ORU unfortunately lost to Colorado State god this game was 109 to 80 just no defense um hopefully ORU can kind of bounce back from you know coming off the sweet 16 last year so how did uh, uh Wichita State do do you know they won on a buzzer beating oh yeah from the logo from the logo that's awesome yeah it go shockers but it, um, but it was it was a team that they were supposed to dominate. So yeah. also, this well, is the Oklahoma Sports Bros. So um, hey, I, I'm a shocker alumni. So That's so fine. um yeah, get off the podcast. Yeah, go to yeah. Kansas shocker Sports Bros. Um, <laughs> you go Tulsa, start your own Kansas one. Yeah, go for it. Listen, see how many people listen to Kansas football podcast. Um, 
Tulsa played tonight that same Northwestern State team that OU beat last night, and uh, Tulsa did win that uh, 82-75. to A little bit closer, but still came out with a win. So, yeah, just fun time. College football's in going down the home stretch where, you know, the at least OU and OSU are really good, and then we've got uh, basketball starting up. So, really fun time right now. Yeah, I love being so busy. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Every time yeah. I turn on something now. Yep. But, and uh, Thunder. I mean, Thunder playing and, you know. Did they, uh, let me check. The Thunder actually got their third win of the season tonight. So, that's they really? cool. Yeah. They beat New Orleans 108-100. Oh, man. We're not supposed to win right now, though. That's bad. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. But right. it is what it is. So, um. Anything else y'all really want to get into? I don't have anything else. It's going to be a fun weekend. Lots of, not lots, but there's a few uh, games that can really impact the college football playoff rankings. So we'll kind of see how uh, some of those shake out. All right. Well, um, this is Zach Kobler with Jeremiah Perkins and Ryan Winkle. This is your Oklahoma Sports Bros podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. Make sure you're following our social medias. Ryan's killing it on Twitter. Perkins, uh, not so much on Facebook, but he says he's going to do better. We'll see. Um, So make sure you're following us on our socials, keeping up, and make sure you like, rate, and review our podcast. Give us five stars. Even if you want to leave us a bad review, give us five stars so we skyrocket up those rankings and more people listen to us. So, Um, But this is the Oklahoma Sports Bros Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. See ya. See you guys. We'll